All right, so look what we have here. <laughs> Can't start over. It's live. Uh, look what we have here. We're recording the Carcoon Carney podcast. Oh, for the love of God. In the car with me, that guy right there, that's Seth Zur. He is the co-founder of Bacon Fest. Hello. One of our city's most exalted celebrations. In the backseat, I have Derek. He is the owner of... Of Pauly G's in Logan Square on Milwaukee Avenue. Happy Monday. Happy President's Day. Happy President's Day. No better way to celebrate than with you two gentlemen. Uh, This live feed, this podcast, lovingly presented by Boost Mobile. You guys like the car, right? When you walked up to the car, you had the Boost Mobile everywhere. It makes a strong statement. Beautiful. I love it. The the weirdest thing, this past week, I was driving with my son in Skokie. I was at Howard and McCormick. A guy zapped a picture of me at the intersection. Posted it to Instagram, tagged me, said, it looks like he's on a mission. Now, I know that's the whole idea of having a branded vehicle, but it was a little weird. It's, <laughs> I, guess it, uh, I guess I should have expected that, right? I, I believe that that's what Boost was hoping for, right? That's exactly what, that's what I was hoping for, Seth Zero. Uh, so my point is, Boost Mobile is the sponsor. My phone, uh, that phone right there, is on the Boost Mobile network. The deals, the monthly uh, amount I pay, cheaper than any other phone service I've ever had. It's also the best. My whole family's on it. Boost Mobile. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show. James Van Alright, that's it. Bacon Fest is coming up. The 10th anniversary of Bacon Fest. That's right. It's hard to imagine that it's been 10 years, but on April 6th and 7th, we'll have the 10th annual Bacon Fest Chicago. Now, we're going to go on the podcast. We're going to go in depth as to why I think Bacon Fest is one of the most magnificent expressions of the human spirit of entrepreneurship and dining ever. Uh, But before we go deep into that, oh, there's the bacon. Look at that logo. It's a damn slice of bacon with the Chicago flag on it. That's right. It was my idea. It was my idea. Brilliant. Brilliant. All right. Now, before uh, we talk about Bacon Fest, I want to talk about Derek's restaurant, Pauly G's. But before we talk about Pauly G's, we should talk about the food, which isn't going to get any hotter as we sit here. Uh, so, Derek, is this stuff you created specifically for Bacon Fest? No, this is this is off our regular menu. What Seth's holding up right now is our Big Bad Wolf. It's our plate on Midwestern flavors. You know, who didn't grow up in the Midwest eating like an all meat pizza, right? Right. So we've got three types of pig on there. We've got hot soprasada imported in from New York. We've got locally made Italian sausage, Italian fennel sausage, Ooh. and then a bacon jam that I developed over a six-month period, which was wake up every morning, take a pound of bacon, turn it into jam, and test it, and do it again the next bacon day, jam. which was it was grueling, tough work, eating what? bacon every morning. Now, hand this up front. This is what I, I'm very interested in. Sure. So I have this, so many questions about this. This is our monthly Logan Square. This is our omnivore. Every month we change out two it's of actually our square, a square pizzas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and this one is in celebration of Chinese New Year. What we did is we made a cha sao, a Chinese barbecue pork belly in-house. And then we cure it, put it on top. Underneath the cheese, you'll find some uh, Sichuan peppercorn-infused peppers that have been sitting in like a rice vinegar marinade. And then we take that marinade that we were cooking the pork belly in, um, throw a couple serranos in that, and cook it till it's nice and safe to eat and drizzle it across the top for you. So is this going to make me sweat? Uh, it's not that spicy. No, no. But it's going to it's gonna make you squeal with glee, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, because I was wondering what the sauce is that's drizzled on top. That's uh, like a barbecue. That's a Chinese barbecue wow. sauce. Yep. yep. All right. Seth? Please. 
We're going to eat on camera. I hope you guys... I, I, can I say how impressed I am that your car is this clean if you do... Oh, you're very you eat you're inside very all kind. the time like this. Like, I don't eat in my car, and my car is far dirtier than this. On camera. And on, on camera. I mean, look how dense this is. But oh. light. It looks dense. What we do mm-hmm. is we actually raise our dough for over four hours in a pan, so it's nice and airy for you. And then that uh, that edge, that's all cheddar cheese that's just been cooked into the pan. So. Oh, look at that. Look at that crust. So, yeah. You should get a nice crunch bite in that, hopefully. Okay. Right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Mmm. <laughs> How do you like them, boys? Mm. First thing I noticed... How light it is. It's Very deceiving, person. right? Very mm-hmm. deceiving. Mm-hmm. No matter how many times I appear on the radio, it never occurs to me to take a smaller bite. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so good. I'm growing facial hair now. Mm. Not really, this is my first time ever, not really great for eating anything saucy, <laughs> I've learned. <laughs> Although every now and then it'll be like an hour after I eat and I think, oh, what a nice surprise that is. <laughs> What a, what a, a nice reminder! Extra Chinese barbecue sauce. I love the chashu. This pork is awesome. Oh, thank you. This thank is you. delicious. All right, so we, oh gosh, so uh, next to the pork over here, what what is this part? So we've got a mix of tricolored peppers, and what we did is we threw them into a uh, like a Sichuan peppercorn kind of pickling liquid, mm-hmm. and we just let it sit and marinate for a couple of days so that you get a little bit of it. All right, so this is your monthly special right now. Yep. All right, we're at Polly G's in Logan Square. This is worth coming for right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank the, you. I, I just, the, the hot peppers are there, but it, they're really nicely balanced. You're right. It's not hot. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really, it adds a nice punch, nice flavor to this. That's what we're trying for. That's, that's part of the fun. So my staff and I create new pies, three new pies every single month, and we rotate them on the menu. So now, you know, That's a true labor of, of love, fun. right? Oh, you know, it's it gets boring if you're doing the same stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And when you have creative staff, one of the biggest things is you got to give them an outlet to play, mm-hmm. right? And so with pizza, you have such a blank canvas, and if, if you have a good canvas to start with and that you've been working on, it just gives them a way to play with things and mess mm-hmm. around. We have, uh, I mean, Dennis. Dennis is one of our pizza makers, and Seth knows. If, you, if you've ever read his blog, <laughs> some of the crazy stuff that he does. But he made and that's a, the pizzle? Yeah, the pizzle, the pizzle. He's, he's made some <laughs> terrible pizzas and some pretty good ones, too. He's made a lot of bad decisions on that. Oh, movie. yeah, yeah. I, think, um, Val, I don't know if you saw on Valentine's Day, he, did a, uh, he bought like those little chalky Valentine's Day hearts. <laughs> he bought some chocolate candies, put it on a wood-fired pizza, and sent it in, and it was, uh, it was pretty terrible. And then not, I, I saw it. He did it in two stages. First, he just squished a little bit. Yeah. Then he hated it so much that he put it back in the oven until it turned <laughs> as charred and black as his heart. There you go. The this is delicious. I know I need to try the other pizza too, oh, yeah. but I, I can't. You could. <laughs> Here. I don't have. You can do it. You can do it, James. Believe in yourself. The Asian taste in here is surprising and it's sweet and it's. I don't get a lot of mala. I would like to get a little more Sichuan peppercorn that's in there. A, that's the feedback I've been getting. Too. <laughs> so I think we're gonna we're gonna amp it up a little bit. So we're uh, we're gonna continue to play with that at least till the end of the month. But. Delicious and the crust on the edge, the the metal cheesy pan part. That's the best part. It is. It is. You gotta it really fight for is. those corners. Got to fight for those corners for sure. Oh my god, so amazing. Is this what you're gonna bring to Bacon Fest? Uh, we are not. Do you know not, you're going to Not this one. No, we've been playing with ideas, but I think we're going to try to do a square pizza this time. Mm. Last year we did a Swineman roll where we had our bacon jam inside of a dough, like a laminated dough with a Mike's Hot Honey drizzled across the top. Uh-huh. People loved it. It was, but you know, it's we're going to try to get back to our wheelhouse of pizza and see if we can. Now, Mike's do Hot it Honey, I think, was Seth's first amateur adult film. <laughs> <laughs> Semi-pro. Semi-pro. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, all right, I love this. Mm. This is a nice thin pizza. 
So you've got the two big ovens in there. Sure. Explain the process, the, the, the pizza-making process here. Absolutely. So the big ovens are made in Naples. They're made by a third-generation family. Um, they physically build it brick for brick, and then we had it shipped to San Diego, and then we drove it up from San Diego to Chicago. Um, each of those ovens weighs 6,000 pounds. We run them <laughs> at 900 to 1,000 degrees, so it gives us a 60-second wood-fired pizza. Mm-hmm. It goes in. My guys have to spin it a few times, um, and then it comes out, and it's ready to go. So those are, those are our babies. Those are our workhorses for sure. Oh, this is delicious. Um, thank you. This is really delicious. Thank you. All right, so to take one step back, explain the concept of Bacon Fest, Seth. Mm. And as, as Seth finishes his bite, the reason why I ask is because I want to then ask Derek what the approach would be for coming up with this year's contribution. So Bacon Fest, you know, as, as Derek said, when you have chefs in a kitchen, you got to give them a, great, a creative outlet. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they get bored. And the restaurant business, although it has its charms, is is really a lot of routine. Every night you're trying to produce the exact same thing the exact same way consistently so that the people who come week after week get what they're expecting. But the reality is that the chefs are, are over-brimmed with creative energy. And so our idea with Bacon Fest was we were going to create a place where all the creative genius that chefs, you know, are, are, are ravenous to unleash gets unleashed in a direction that is filled with bacon. <laughs> so we invite 150 restaurants to come to our, you know, our, our modest little bacon fest. They Which all, isn't modest. This is a big deal. 150 is a lot of restaurants. We, <laughs> we, we give them 50 pounds a piece of Nooski's bacon if they want to use it. A lot of, most of the restaurants use it. Mm-hmm. Some places make their own bacon. Um, and then it adds up to about four tons of bacon at each event. So I think we're over 46,000 pounds of bacon so far in our 10-year history. You're doing God's work. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we say to them, hey, you know, why don't you do something interesting with this bacon? And then they go back and they put their thinking caps on and they go to the kitchens and, and they sink months of creative energy in creating incredible, delicious bacon stuff. And it's not just like, oh, hey, I'm going to put some bacon on a cupcake. Mm-hmm. These people have figured out ways of inserting bacon into every element of, of a fine dining dish. And we have great chefs, great restaurants. Folks like Pauly Jesus, you know, is doing authentic Neapolitan pizza and doing incredible Detroit-style pizza. And they're also devoting their, their creative energies to bacon. And then we have folks like Paul Ferrant's restaurant, V, in Western Springs, you know, multiple beard nominee uh, we've got folks like Nate Sears, who's now at State and Lake Tavern, who's, you know, basically made a, a life studying charcuterie. Uh, and, and these are, you know, some of the most celebrated chefs in Chicago and in the Midwest that are devoting their energies towards creating a tasty bacon dish for you, and, for and this, you to try. This is why I love Bacon Fest. I'm an adult. I'm, an, I'm a parent. You know, money's not coming in the way it used to. This is a way for me to get access to all these great chefs and restaurants and do it all in one afternoon or night. I mean, how exciting is this? These chefs I read about are making special, like, tasting plates, and I get to walk around and sample their create. It's the coolest. And it's all bacon, so you know it's going to be good. (laughs) I mean, you're starting from a baseline of, okay, I'm going to start with something extremely delicious, and then I'm going to give it to somebody who's going to make it even more delicious. So it's really a, a, a bacon wonderland. You walk through the door. So you buy your tickets ahead of time. You walk through the door, and then everywhere you look, there is a chef holding out a plate of something that you've never tried before with bacon on it. And the chef, the chef from each of these places. Yeah, a lot of times it's the chef themselves that are there that are, you know, that are, that are because honestly, they're excited to get out of the kitchen as yeah. well and see their buddies and have a beer and try everybody else's dishes. So they're, it's, you know, you go, you see Takashi Yagahashi there from Slurping Turtle. He's there, he's, slur- he's slinging ramen and he's, he's made a, a bacon 
chawanmushi egg custard with fava beans and asparagus. Now, you're talking about drinking beer. Oh, yeah. That seems like bad form at Bacon Fest. How so? Because it's filling. Like, uh, I, I feel like you need to you need to allow for as much room as possible in your stomach. To well, br- well, it's true. Strategy is a, an important element at any large food festival where there's mm-hmm. you know 50 or 60 people that are trying to get you to try their dish. You really have mm-hmm. to be uh, deliberate and thoughtful about how you approach... Or you could do it like I do and just kind of wander around like a kid in a candy store and grab a beer and grab a cocktail and grab mm-hmm. some bacon and, you know, oh, that looks good. So it's kind of like... It's hard to say no. It is hard to say no. But, you know, the first time you go to Bacon Fest, you do learn uh, that exuberance can be your enemy as much as it is part of the fun of the event. Because if you go too fast, right. you can find that you're you're spent after 15 minutes of Bacon Fest and there's still two hours and 45 minutes to go. Is it even possible to try every single dish at Bacon Fest when you're there? Well, sure, it's possible, Derek. Oh I'll God. tell you. I you tried know. last year, and it was, uh, man, I could not keep up. It was... <laughs> Do you know uh, Dan Zeman's, Derek? Uh, yeah, I've heard He used name. to write for Serious Eats. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he uh, helps us out at Bacon Fest. Uh, he comes to every session, and he tries, I would say, of any human being on Earth, he has tried the most Bacon Fest dishes. Really? And there have been many years where he's done all every single dish. He I might not have had one. the whole serving mm-hmm. of every dish. He okay. might not have kept every dish in his body, but <laughs> he's tried it all, and if it was good, he went back for seconds. And that's another key strategy point. You don't have to eat the whole thing. Correct. You don't Especially have to if thing. you don't like it. And you know, sometimes chefs, when they come for the first time, they think to themselves, oh, i got to make a big mm-hmm. serving. I want to make a big sandwich. I want to have some big bready thing. And like, mm-hmm. that's a strategic error, because oh, yeah. you're going to get folks that are, you know, Bacon Fest veterans are going to take a look at it and like, okay, let me get the bacon out. Take mm-hmm. the bite. Mm, see what else we got in there. And then the bread's just going to go away. You want to really... The perfect Bacon Fest dish is like two, three bites at most, and it's like a perfect flavor burst with bacon as its foundation, and then whatever your creative spin on it, uh, s- swirling around it. So, all right, Derek, back to you. Pauly G's, you said you might want to do a square pizza for Bacon Fest. Is there a competitive nature to this for you? Like, Do you think, oh, I, I want to outdo anyone else who's doing pizza at this event, or... <laughs> No, you know, this is this is all about fun. This is this is really an outlet for me and my staff to play. We sit around every night and we talk about, hey, Bacon Fest is coming up. What ideas do we have? And then we start tossing ideas back and forth. And then we just go through months of taste testing in the kitchen, fooling around with new ideas and concepts. Um, we've played with, like I said, we're probably going to go back and actually do a square. We didn't do a pizza last year. Um, but this year, some of the ideas we've had were, you know, creating a biscuit with bacon fat as the layers with bacon baked right into the biscuit. Mm. We played with an idea. Of can we go back in the restaurant? And can you do that right now? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. You should have been around when we were testing. Yeah, Next time. Should have. Next time. Clearly. Um, one of my guys came up with a coconut macaroon that he wanted to do with bacon fat and with a, like a drizzled bacon topping. I do so, like that sweet and savory right? kind of mix. That's awesome. So we've been, we've been fooling. We've been racking our brains and kind of playing around still. But we haven't settled on a final dish yet. So we have our own little bacon fest cook-off kind of within our staff to figure out what we want to do to represent. Is there going to be a mini bacon fest at Poly G's to, to figure <laughs> out what the dish is going to be? It's just going to be a lot of bacon eating. And like any, <laughs> any good testing process experiment, you know, we, we just have to sacrifice ourselves to eating bacon all the time. It's, it's rough. All right, so let's let's talk about the restaurant. Sure. Poly G's, um, the Logan Square restaurant, this is the only one in Illinois, correct? It is, correct. And you opened it a year and a half ago? About a year and a half ago, yep. All right, so uh, I guess give some background. To someone who's never been here, maybe they walked by it in Logan Square, what is Polly G's? Polly G's is a wood-fired and Detroit-style pizza restaurant that serves great affordable cocktails, pizzas that are as much locally sourced ingredients as possible, and you know we just aim to make it an enjoyable experience for families and people alike. 
So, Do you get a lot of regulars because it is Logan Square? It is kind of a neighborhood place? We do, more and more. I think that's one of those things, you know, if, you, if they enjoy the experience, they always come back, and we're seeing people on a fairly regular basis. It's interesting, you know. We first opened, and we had guys that were coming in, like, every two days to three days. And that's kind of, that's kind of died off a little bit. And they, come, they still come probably once every month or two. Um, but it's, it's great to see the regulars. That's, that's kind of why I got into this business in the first place, right, to be able to establish these relationships and see that people enjoy the food that we're making. Yeah, I bet that's amazing. It's, it's the greatest compliment you can have. For someone to come back and want to bring friends and family, um, that's seriously the greatest compliment we can have. It's phenomenal. No doubt. So we're trying the bacon stuff. If someone were to come in off the street, what would you recommend? Uh, you know, what I tell guests whenever they ask me what my favorite pizza is, it just says, depending on which ingredient jumps out at you. And I know it sounds like such a canned, silly response, but we, you know, pizza's, like I said, it's a canvas. And we try to use the best ingredients, and we try to highlight the ingredients wherever we can. Mm-hmm. So if pork belly jumps out to you, and pork belly sounds good that night, you're going to want to do something with pork belly on it. If you're feeling like arugula, and you just want to feel healthy and more salad-like, we have pizzas that have a ton of arugula on there, and that's right up your alley. Um, but we don't put Seth, a pizza that's on not that you? we don't like. I have nothing against arugula. Don't don't malign me. Don't tell me I don't like vegetables. I love vegetables and I love bacon. It's possible to love them both. Sorry, I typecast you. I, forgive me. <sighs> it's all right. I get pigeonholed a lot. <laughs> I bet you do. That was also part of that movie you were in. <laughs> Semi-pro. Semi-pro. Uh, so 2451 North Milwaukee is Pauly G's. Yes? Yep. And uh, my favorite thing about the neighborhood, right next door, we're right by... An, a condemned business. Nah. Condem- and uh, someone changed the sign that says service you can trust to vice you can trust. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that not mo- the most Chicago thing you've ever seen? That's hilarious. I did not even notice that, honestly. <laughs> All right, so Seth, this is our third go-around in yeah. my car Yeah. every year. This is one of the, the greatest moments Carquin Carney enjoys during the year. Uh, this is bigger than the Billy Corgan episode I did a couple months ago. Wow. I'm uh, deeply honored to hear you say for that. For real. And you're much more polite. Um, <laughs> for those who are new to Bacon Fest, yeah. give the quick quick uh, elevator. No, the, we know the elevator pitch. It's a room full of bacon. Yeah. Um, the history. This started 10 years ago. This is the 10th anniversary. This is our 10th anniversary. So April 6th and 7th is the 10th anniversary. There are tickets available. People can go get them at BaconFestChicago.com. You can also look at photographs of all the dishes from the history of BaconFest, which is like a compendium in visual form of the greatest pork geniuses in Chicago (laughs) history. So we started off, uh, me and my two business partners, in 2009... They uh, are we're, we're all and we were all involved in, in theater. They're both uh, sound designers and musicians, and I'm an actor and, and writer. And they uh, went to see a rock and roll puppet musical mm-hmm. called Beer that uh, happened at Metropolitan Brewery. The Neo Futurist did it, and it was like this bizarre, strange, vulgar, profane, beautiful uh, musical, all with with like weird puppets. Uh, about how craft beer was delicious and corporate beer was horrible, <laughs> and uh, they. They got home after watching that show. We're like, holy crap, these guys, our buddies, who'd made this show feel so uh, deeply about beer that they, they decided they were going to devote their artistic energies to creating a, a, a rock and roll puppet musical about it. <laughs> and what, what do we feel that strongly about, that we would want to devote our energies to creating a rock sure. and roll puppet musical about it? And, and the obvious answer, which I think everyone that's listening to this podcast right now has already, has already realized, mm-hmm. it's bacon. That bacon inspires the kind of devotion and creative um, passion that is unlike anything else in the world. So they started uh, learning about bacon. 
with with a, a little resource that you may have heard of called the Google. Mm. They started mm-hmm. Googling uh, how to make bacon, and then they started watching some YouTube videos. That's a place on the Internet where you can watch videos. And uh, they started writing songs about the bacon-making process, about the curing, about the smoking, about you know trimming down the... the the pork bellies and about three minutes into their songwriting process they got kind of bored and they said to themselves geez what if we didn't write a musical what if instead we wrote we we created an event a party where everything was bacon where we invited great chefs to do bacon stuff at that time we had even greater ambitions it was not going to be just a culinary event it was going to be um a place where there would be a theater festival devoted to bacon. We were going to have a poetry slam with bacon. There were going to be visual art exhibitions. In their mind, it was going to be the burning man of bacon, a place where a community <laughs> could come around uh, and devote their creative energies to celebrating America's favorite cured pork product, bacon. Uh, so they called me. Wait, I, I'm going to interrupt you for oh, one second. Sure. I just got more of that crust on the square. <laughs> the, cheese, the crunchy cheese is absolutely The crunchy cheese. Oh, my God. God. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Please. I, just, I had to drop anchor there for a second. That That's was fair. No, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, in a, I was rhapsodizing. Uh, so they, the Burning Man of Bacon was their idea. So they called me. It was eleven thirty at night. I was unemployed. My wife was pregnant with our son, who's now eight years old, almost nine. No stress there, by the way. I've been there. No stress she being unemployed. She was also unemployed. Oh yeah. Um, Everything's fine. And you know, at those moments in your life, you either get wrapped up in anxiety and fear, or you say, you know what, I'm just going to try whatever comes along. Yeah. And so they said to me, you know, Seth, we have an amazing idea. Full disclosure, we're drunk and and maybe (laughs) uh, slightly altered in other ways, but we think it's a good idea. We just, we're not 100%. We want to run it by the Bacon Fest Chicago, the Burning Man of Bacon. What do you think? Sold. I was immediately immediately sold. Uh, The next morning, we woke up cold light of day we examined what we what we thought we had and you know what this is there's something here we got our facebook page this is one of those things that seems so obvious yeah right 10 years later but in the moment there's hundreds of bacon festivals there people have have seen our model and they Mm -hmm. have imitated it but there's nothing quite like bacon fest chicago so we uh wrote a manifesto uh laying out our our the philosophical underpinnings of bacon how bacon is 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 a a substance that creates community through conviviality well and i'm going to interrupt you again Yeah, please that's another thing i wanted to mention when we were doing the facebook live portion there is kind of community is a weird word to attach to this but everyone's so friendly it's the happiest place on earth no but from the the chefs to the people walking around everyone's in a good mood yeah it's true bacon fest is a good is a good place and everybody there's nobody at Bacon Fest that's like, eh, I don't know. There's a lot of bacon around here. Everybody's like, oh, there's so much bacon here. Oh, there's so much booze here. Oh, there's so many great things to try. So it's a, it's a happy place. So that first year, somehow we persuaded uh, Paul Kahn to let us do the first Bacon Fest in the dining room of the Publican, mm-hmm. which is his pork and oyster bar down on Fulton Market. The renowned Publican. Yeah. So we did it between lunch and dinner service on a Saturday afternoon. We had 10 chefs. Uh, we persuaded Newski's, our, our bacon sponsor, to give bacon to each of the chefs. We persuaded the uh, the chicharrone, the beer expert at the publican, to come up with pairings for each dish. And we somehow got 10 great restaurants to show up and, and make a bacon dish. And, we and did you think at that time, 10 restaurants? This is it. We did it. I mean, we were overwhelmed by the logistics of managing 10 restaurants. Yeah. It was like we had no idea what we were doing. So we had to learn everything as we went. Uh, and we thought, oh, hey, this is great. It'll be fun. We'll try some bacon. Maybe it'll never happen again. Maybe it will happen again. Maybe we, we had no expectations of it, and it sold out immediately, like in a few seconds. And people came and had a good time. We got a lot of great 
media coverage. I mean, the next year we did it a little bigger. We had about 25 restaurants, uh, about 600 people. And then the next year we grew it a little bit more. We had 60 restaurants and about 1,500 people. And it continued to grow until it reached its current scale, which is three sessions, so Friday dinner and then a lunch session on Saturday and a dinner session on Saturday. 150 restaurants. Um, about 4,000, 4,500 people come through Bacon Fest over the course of the two days, eating, as I mentioned, four, four tons of bacon, mm-hmm. which uh, I think last year when I did the math, I figured if you took the slices of bacon and line them up edge to edge, uh, they would form a, pa- a bacon path of approximately 25 and a half miles long. It's like the Rainbow Bridge to Asgard, but with bacon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Or a bacon marathon. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a pe- good idea, Bacon Marathon. I that's, know, right? That's something we should be exploring next. <laughs> well, Bacon Fest kind of is a Bacon Marathon. Right. It, 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 it's it's not a sprint. It, it is a marathon. you gotta, you got to take your time. You have to be really smart about it. That's right. I took one of the greatest, not even a nap. I slept like a king <laughs> after I went last time. I went to the lunch session last Saturday, on the Saturday, and I got home maybe 4.30. I took my son, who at the time was 15, and... We both were done. We yeah. were spent. It was like we'd been to war. Like, I, I couldn't talk to the rest of my family. I'm like, I'm just going to go upstairs. I, I tried to read in bed, and I you know, I woke up at 7 o'clock the next morning. It, it was like someone just beat the shit out of me, but in a good way. <laughs> What's funny for me is usually like the week after Bacon Fest, I'll be walking down the street, and I'll just sort of... <laughs> What is that? There's still bacon coming out of my skin. I smell bacon as I'm walking down the street. And that la- you know, it only lasts a couple weeks. So right. If you want to have bacon cologne that emanates yeah. from inside of you, if you want a bacon, bacon musk, and who wouldn't? That's right. Uh, so, real quick, I want to run down some of the restaurants. Sure. I, I printed up the whole list. I'm not going to read the whole list. Uh, but what impresses me, you always bring on new people every year. Yeah, I think we have something like 35 uh, new restaurants this year, and places that have never come to Bacon Fest before. Places that I don't think I've ever done other that many food festivals before. Um, you have some interesting ones at the at the. Um, sort of authentic ethnic end of the spectrum mm. this year. Uh, you ever been to Birria Zaragoza? Oh. That's the goat place in uh, Pilsen, so right? Uh, not even in Pilsen. It's further down. It's like 48th it's and Pulaski. Like okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they specialize in, in goat, uh, in roasted goat in consomme. And they're going to do something at Bacon Fest with, with, with pork. Oh, I want to try that. I don't know what they're going to do yet, but I, I can't wait to see what they come up with. Oh. So, I mean, you've got, uh, let's see, new this year, you've got... Um, Barbecue Supply Company. That's Jared's place, right? That's right. So the same guy who has the, what's it called? The, the Budlong. The Budlong fry, uh, hot fried chicken. And he's, he's, his background is in barbecue. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's going to be there. Uh, let's see. We've got Half Sour, Half Day Brewing uh, yeah. part of this. It's just I'm looking at all these new for 2018. It's a ton. Bangers and Lace. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and in some places that are new restaurants this year that just opened, like Half Sour, and there's places like Italy that have just happened haven't been haven't been to Bacon Fest before, but they're coming to Bacon Fest for the first time. Michael Jordan's restaurant, Michael Jordan's restaurant and steakhouse. We're getting two branches of Michael Jordan's restaurant empire at Bacon Fest this year. Uh, Peckish Pig, a, a favorite up north. Tasty, <laughs> tasty. Uh, lots of lots of great stuff. So, is half of your year recruiting to to get this all kind of mapped out? Uh, yeah. Cold calling, recruiting, it's visiting. It's a lot of emailing, a lot of calls. Um, and, you know, event business is interesting because you spend six months arranging for people and stuff to arrive in one place. And it's all like logistics of, okay, well, where am I going to stick the pallet of 
bubbling, sparkling water from Italy? Where am I going to put the three pallets of buy bubbles? Where am I going to put the 14 cases of, of beer that need to sit and, and get chilled? It's like, how are we going to make sure that everything arrives at exactly the right moment, at exactly the right temperature, so that everybody who comes to Bacon Fest can enjoy it? It's like conducting a symphony. Uncle Bubs, that's Westmont, right? Yeah, exactly. Got yeah, folks coming in from all over. Wow, uh, the Duck Inn, a, a favorite. Absolutely. That's First year I went a few years ago, uh, they were doing like full-on sausages. Like, they, they were not fucking around. They... <laughs> That's right. They have the Franken Ducky, which yeah. is Kevin Hickey, the chef at Duck Inn's uh, take on the Franken Cheesy, a bacon-wrapped, uh, girthy duck hot dog um, with cheese drizzled on top and like serrano peppers and stuff. And it's like an incredible sausage, a huge sausage, but it's, again... Your first year, I'm still talking about it. You serve a full sausage. When he comes back, yeah. he serves the same sausage. Maybe it's in two or three pieces because he knows that people have 48 other restaurants to try. Uh, Kaiser Tiger yeah. is on the list. Are they kind of a lock for the uh, Golden Rasher just because <laughs> bacon is like their stock in trade? Well, you know, I don't know if they have won the Golden Rasher before. You would think they'd be a lock, but they are a bacon specialized bar. Both them and Patty Long, same owners, and they they sort of started to focus on bacon the same time that Bacon Fest came around. Uh, some other favorites on here. Yeah, Green Street? Is that the same Green Street? Green Street Grill. Green Street Grill. That one is a new one for me. I haven't actually tried it yet. Uh, Flo and Santos, a, a South Loop favorite. Yeah, but uh, Ada Street is going to be there, you know, at a Cornick place. Mm-hmm. Earl's. I, I like this place. This is a, a new favorite on the north side for me, Earl's Barbecue. Yeah, right. It's the same guy who owns Local, and it's in, like, an old drive through hot yeah. dog stand. It's so weird. Uh, like, Central and Lawrence. It's and really they make their own place. donuts, too, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Uh, but what a, what a great list. And this goes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, for me, in terms of cost, time, scheduling... I could never go to all these places. Wouldn't want to. Well, actually, I would. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, for me, as someone who just loves food, loves the city, what a great opportunity this is to just kind of walk around. And, like I said, everyone is so social and friendly. Like, if I were to walk up to Polly G's and Derek standing there, like, I'd be able to talk to him. And just, uh, here I am off the street. I just like food. I like Chicago. And he can tell me what he does to make his pizza. How cool is that? Yeah, it's nice. It's like going to Bacon Church. It's like going to Bacon Church. Uh, all right, so Bacon Fest, the 10th annual, is April 6th and 7th. Baconfest.com. Baconfest Chicago. Oh, com. forgive me. That's bullshit that you don't have Baconfest.com. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're it up to you. I know. Baconfestchicago.com. Uh, also on Facebook. Yeah, facebook.com slash Baconfest. Excellent. Uh, Derek, I... I kind of want to wrap this up because I want to keep eating your food. Oh. I love... Who doesn't love pizza? <laughs> no one. No one loves <laughs> Right. No one doesn't love pizza. Um, and going back to what I was saying earlier about the facial hair, I'm still licking the sauce mm. from the square off my mustache, and it is delicious. You know, you I'm thought... never going to get that. You know, I tried to do, like, Movember. Did you ever grow out hair from Movember, like a mustache? I've never grown out hair ever. This, <laughs> this is my first time. It's your first time. Uh-huh. I tried for a month. I had, like, wisps. I think it's my Asian blood. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to enjoy having a snack 30 minutes later that still tastes like sauce, unfortunately. <laughs> so I'm going to have to live vicariously you through just got to tuck now. a little tomato sauce I, behind you, right. Derek. <laughs> I just have those moments like, oh, lucky me. <laughs> this all worked out. Uh, Seth, again, I, I love Bacon Fest. This is truly, I, what a fun festival. What a, It's just, I feel great about it. I, I love going, and it just, to me, it is quintessential Chicago for so many different reasons. I appreciate that. I really do feel like it's uh, it's like a greatest hits of Chicago, yeah. all in one room. And, and we're really happy that we didn't think we were going to build an annual bacon tradition, an institution on the Chicago culinary landscape. But, hey. 
it happened. And we're happy about it. And people who haven't come to Bacon Fest, they should come check it out. Yes. And uh, once Bacon Fest is over, uh, keep coming back to Polly G's here on Milwaukee in Logan Square. Uh, the food is so damn good. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. This was great. Thanks for having us. Anytime.